Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Andrew J. Schreier, host of Talking Addiction and Recovery podcast. And this episode is going to focus primarily on one word, and that is surrender. I want you to think of the word surrender and what comes to mind when you hear that. Is it giving up, giving in, failing, weakness, defeat, powerless, beaten? lost when i think of surrender i kind of imagine this classic action scene of the hero or the side or the team that we're rooting for and they're in that spot where they're almost close to defeat and even depending on the kind of movie the the person in it or the enemy, the bad guy, the other team is almost enticing that need to surrender or it's time to surrender. You need to give up. And we're rooting for that character, pushing for them to not do that, that they can't give up. They can't do that. They can't be defeated by the enemy, so to speak, who they are facing. So now, while that is in my mind part of the the vision that I have when I hear that word, I imagine most people don't like to really see themselves having to surrender as being a good thing. I believe there is a lot of negative attention to it or attachment to it that it's not good for me to do that, it's bad. If that happens, I must not be in a good spot because we associate it so much with giving up and failing or being weak, being defeated. Someone else is winning. I have lost. And through a lot of different things in our lives, we look at that as being bad for us. That's going to have some negative consequences. And overall, how am I as a person when it comes to giving in? And we hear that in a lot of different areas in our life. But with recovery and addiction, It is by far one of the most important things that someone can do. And really, what does it mean to surrender? And it is an action. It is something that we do. As a verb, it means to cease resistance to an enemy or opponent and submit to their authority. Surrender is often talked about as a necessary action step towards recovery from addiction. And when you look at Step one of Alcoholics Anonymous, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. So right there, it talks about needing to surrender to the disease of alcoholism. And you hear that with some other step programs, admitting that powerlessness and surrendering. But who among us really wants to admit defeat? I think it's really hard for us to do that we... Part of us like instinctively wants to fight against the idea of personal powerlessness. That someone or something else is stronger than me, is beating me, is better than me, and I'm giving in, I'm giving up, I am, you know, writing that definition, submitting to that authority, and then all of a sudden that becomes a power dynamic. So it feels like giving up. And where do we think giving up is going to lead us to doing something that we want or achieving or overcoming? Most of the time we look at that as now we are have failed at that. We can't reach that. We're not going to win if we give up. I never tell someone they need to give up when it comes to 
recovery from their addiction or when they're like in treatment or counseling or working towards something. But I do talk about the need to surrender. So really, what is the difference? Is there something about surrendering that doesn't necessarily mean giving up? And I explore with patients and clients the need to surrender when it comes to certain fights that I notice or see them engaging in. I see this when someone really appears resistant to anything being discussed regarding stopping their use or engaging in treatment. No matter what I say or do, it's met with what I call the tricks of addiction. And that's what I write about in my book of all the things that addiction does to continue to fuel using and to get the person to go back, you know, denial, dishonesty. I'm seeing that come off from the person and I'm trying to get them to do like something, you know, a little simple, you know, go to a hour counseling session or to attend like a group or they came for help to stop using. But all of a sudden when we're talking about it, everything that they're saying really supports ongoing using. So all of a sudden I'm, I'm with someone in a session or I'm in a meeting with a couple of people, maybe a counselor and a, a patient and someone else. And it really kind of seems like we're on this line divide and it's, you know, us against them, me against you, that we're going back and forth here fighting over trying to get the person to engage in what we believe is going to help them with their recovery. So all of a sudden I, I'll be in a session or in a meeting and I'll really sit back and I have no problem saying this, but I'll, I'll look at them and be like, you know, it seems as if I'm over here fighting for your sobriety and what you're saying and doing is really fighting for addiction. It's like, I'm over here representing what's going to help you get sober and what it's going to do and how we can do that. What are some of the things that you need? What's the help I can do for you? And it almost feels as if you are over there fighting for the addiction side. And it's not going to work that way. It won't work where someone trying to help has to fight the other person because they are fighting for reasons. And I know there are reasons why people fight and we'll get into that. But all of a sudden this person is really... You know, you want to say words like combative or resistant and, you know, kind of moving away from those types of terms because I understand that difficulty of not wanting to give up. And there's a lot of people when I meet with them and I'll say to them, I know you're a fighter. Like, I know you fight. You fight really hard. I know where I've seen them fight for certain things in their life. They fought for their job. They fought for their family. They fought for kids. They've, they've fought for plenty of things and I'm not asking them to not be a fighter anymore. Like that's asking them to give up a part of who they are. So it's not about asking them to no longer fight. I can see someone like digging their heels in and no matter what, there's going to be like some resistance. And with addiction, we often hold the stigma about them being weak individuals because they can't control it or manners they're using. And while those aspects are true, I don't believe it necessarily equates to being weak. 
They are strong. They are tough. They don't give up. I know a lot of people who could have given up on their recovery or their efforts to maintain sobriety time and time again. And I remember this particular client in particular who this was earlier in my counseling career who he was making multiple attempts at sobriety, you know, going to meetings, going to treatment. He went he was incarcerated a few times and he went through this cycle of, you know, getting a job, saving money, buying a house, losing it all, being incarcerated, getting out of it, going through recovery again, building up, you know, parts of his life and then losing it all again. And there I was working with him again after all this. So to me, he didn't give up. You know, he may have stopped doing some things and he may have struggled with some aspects of what was helping him maintain sobriety, but I don't look at him as being a weak or a failure. He fought really hard to keep doing those things and to continue time and time again. So to ask him to be like, well, stop fighting, I would be taking away something that could really help his recovery. So I don't believe that it necessarily means that someone's weak. But I also do believe that addiction takes advantage of that. I believe active addiction, you know, it's exhausting. It takes a lot to do day in, day out. Instead of trying to convince someone to submit to their disease, I look at it as needing to stop fighting for the wrong side. You can keep fighting. I am expecting people to fight. I don't think people can do this without fighting. You know, there's that classic saying that while you're in recovery, getting better, addiction is outside getting push-ups or doing push-ups, getting stronger, getting ready for you. So I don't expect someone to just lay down and let addiction just take over because recovery isn't just going to come to a person and do it for them. They need to fight hard for it. I don't think people can do it without fighting. But most importantly, I think a person needs to decide what side they are going to fight on. I've been watching Black Lightning series lately. And during an episode, the main character is talking to his daughter about the use of fighting. Because she got into a fight and here he is, you know, superhero dad talking about fighting. And... The quote that stands out was, Fighting should never be about adding fuel to the fire. Fighting should only be about putting the fire out. So, it's not saying don't fight at all, but are you doing things that are fighting the fuel of addiction or fighting to put that fire out which is using recovery and all the tools and resources and services are available to help with that i never expect someone to give up absolutely not i don't believe it's going to get them sober getting sober maintaining abstinence building recovery takes a lot of energy amount of effort you know i really I need whatever they can give to put into their recovery because I think without that, all the other areas aren't going to work out. 
So even though someone really commits to it head on, at some point, yes, you have to include, well, how does this work with my the rest of my life? How do I work my recovery with my job? How do I work my recovery with family? But right from the get-go, when people are coming into treatment, whether it was group home, halfway house, residential, I need them to really put in their all to try and make this work because without doing that, there's that risk this person's fighting and it's just adding more fuel to their active using. So the idea of saying, hey, I need you to surrender and give up is ridiculous. The moment I ask someone to stop fighting, they will be steamrolled by their addiction. No doubt about it. But despite acknowledging the importance or even need to give up those fights, I believe people continue to struggle with that act of surrendering because they connect it with giving up. They must relinquish power. I must admit defeat. And I think that you know ties into powerlessness, weakness. And I can't do that because it's like losing. Like I'm not able to accomplish what I'm doing. And that's a, a big reason why people don't want to give up that fight even if they know that the fight might be wrong you know i've had plenty of people tell me they know what they're doing is wrong and they shouldn't be doing it it's not helping them out but yet they keep doing it and then even they fight to do it by they justify it rationalize it they blame all those things to continue to fuel that fight so why, you know, why don't people want to surrender? And I think there's other things to look at too that is overlooked. When I'm trying to look at someone as to why do they keep fighting this? What is it that they might be concerned about or afraid of? And some things that come to mind are they might be afraid of what they have to give up. You know, when you stop using alcohol and drugs, there are things you have to give up. You have to give up sometimes people in your life you have to give up places you've gone to you have to give up um, the ability to really just say f it and forget your emotions and to block them you have to give up a lot of things that were a part of your lifestyle and that became a part of your lifestyle so there's a lot of loss that happens when someone decides to stop using And even though we think of it as, well, those things brought negativity or they brought damage and destruction and chaos, there there is fear of losing some of those things because it did also bring certain aspects to their life that they felt was needed, necessary, beneficial. Even Even though it came with heavy baggage, they still felt it was bringing something to them. And now asking them to fight on the other side would be taking that away. They also might be afraid of what it takes to fight on that other side. So if you got someone who's fighting to hang out with old using friends and we're asking them to fight to disconnect from them, not only is that a loss, but now they have to think about what about making new friends? What's that going to be like for me to meet new people and meet new people sober? There might be a fear that I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if that's going to work. So it could also be they're afraid of what it takes to fight on that other side. 
and realize, well, what comes, what are the costs that come with that? Because there are some things that you need to do when you are trying to recover from addiction and try new things and do new, do new things. So I'm asking somebody to try a new hobby or activity. They know if they go do cocaine and they get that adrenaline rush and they go party it up, or if they go and smoke weed and get high or get drunk, if all of a sudden I'm asking them to say, hey, why don't you give that up? And I want you to start fighting and doing new activities. They do a new activity for the first time and it it probably isn't going to be fun. It might be really boring. So doing that, those things, coming to this side and fighting doesn't necessarily guarantee that they're going to feel good about what change is being made and they might fear that that change might not be what they want or that it might not be worth it. I think another thing is that there's a fear that maybe it won't work. You know, what if I try this and it doesn't work? What if I commit to doing this and I'm still where I'm at in my addiction? I think there's a fear that all of a sudden it's like no matter what side I'm on, the addiction is going to win. And I think there's a a real fear to that where someone thinks about doing a certain thing, you know, like engaging in treatment or going to counseling. And there's a fear hidden back or buried deep down that what if I do this and I still use or I still struggle with this, what do I do then? So for all these reasons and for a bunch of other ones, those are just ones that, you know, in thinking about surrendering in the relation of addiction recovery, trying to understand these helps to identify why the person continues to fight or fears that they have of giving up that particular fight. So with all that, how do we change that viewpoint that surrendering means giving up and taking a W to the addiction? How do we look at it where it's not going to feel like I am giving in? So I'm going to tell you what has given me insight on surrender and fighting, which both have led to healing and strength. So I'm going to change the narrative to where we see surrendering from giving up and being powerless to giving ourselves a better opportunity and actually gaining strength. So a few years ago, I had shoulder surgery to remove a bone spur. And shortly after the surgery and through the recovery process, I developed frozen shoulder, which really has been more challenging than the surgery itself and has been taking longer to recover from than the original surgery. Throughout all the issues, there were two things that taught me a valuable lesson on surrender and fighting. Massage therapy and yoga. So hear me out. I've been seeing a massage therapist for quite a while since with the development of frozen shoulder. And there are times when it's it's painful. I joke that my massage therapist is this really strong bodybuilding woman who really beats the crap out of me. She is not like that at that at all, but she knows what she's doing. And there are times where she's working really hard to get me better. And there's pain that has to 
happen for me to get there. There's pain that I need to go through to get me to that healing and recovery process. And there are times where it, it hurts and she's working on like a trigger point of mine or stretching me out. And I can tell that because of the pain, I'm starting to fight back. I'm tensing up and trying to be strong in order to fight against the pain, but that doesn't work. My body getting more tense and tightened up is not helping the frozen shoulder. And that ultimately leads to more pain. It leads to my trigger points and like flare ups. But I know that as I'm feeling pain, I have that instinct to naturally want to fight against it, to toughen up because I don't want to be defeated by it. So there are times where I have to take some deep breaths and let go of fighting it. There are even moments where she'll say to me, relax, and I know that's a sign that I need to chill out because I'm fighting her. She's trying to help me get better. She's trying to work a certain thing. And my body, my reaction is to fight her back and fighting her who is trying to heal me isn't going to work. My body isn't going to heal while I'm fighting it. You know, the exact opposite will happen. So massage therapy taught me a lesson on when fighting certain things causes more harm than healing. Yeah, I believe that goes back to the quote about fighting with, you know, fuel the fire. Or are we fighting to put it out? We can we can see that in a lot of areas with addiction and recovery, trying to fight to control it, fighting to justify it, fighting to deny it, fighting away people or places that are trying to help, or even fighting to do it on our own, likely causes further problems and issues. I've never seen someone fight so hard to justify or fight so hard to deny or fight so hard to do it on their own that really truly helped them recover from their addiction. It has most often than not, in my experience, has seen it get worse and worse and worse. Now let's talk about yoga. Yoga is something I started years ago, but never really consistently made it a part of like my routine. I would do it like once a month and kind of check off that like, oh yeah, I've done it or I do it once in a while and just engaging in a little, but nothing really was frequent. And with doing long distance running, that kind of pushed me to do more of it because it was kind of like my two for one of I can do yoga and yoga is going to help me stretch and stretching is going to help me with my running. But I really wasn't into the yoga for why I should have been. And after a while, I started doing it with my shoulder. I was finding different things to specifically help with shoulder and back um, with the frozen shoulder and all that. So I started doing more of it to help with those things. And even as I started doing it more often, I continued to feel as if I wasn't making any progress or improvement in like my form. I was still feeling tight. Like I was not very flexible, struggled to physically feel myself getting better or stronger with it. I thought that all I was doing was feeling more achy and more 
tight, but I wasn't getting to a point where I was like, oh yeah, this is what I can do now, or I can do the things that they're doing, or I can get close to that. As I listened to more of the instructions and about breathing and doing all those sorts of things, I was realizing my habit of fighting it was happening just like what I was doing for massage therapy. So as I was trying to improve my flexibility or certain positions, I would tense up and try and really fight it. I would really try and use all my strength to do it, and that wasn't helping. You know, certain parts of me would tighten up, and that's not going to help me to loosen up to get more flexible or to be able to do certain things. So the more I started to breathe, relax, and loosen up, I was able to gain in flexibility and form. Because of letting go of the need to fight it and surrender to it, I was able to get stronger in my yoga practice. I remember sending a text message to a friend of mine who practices and teaches yoga that I truly felt like I was starting to understand it differently and growing stronger with it. And I would not have been able to do that without surrendering. I gained strength as a result of giving up that fight. Yoga is also a great example because it shows the difference between surrendering and giving up. Giving up would be like saying, I can't do this or this isn't working, taking the yoga mat and putting it in the closet, never taking it out again. Giving up would be stopping when it's uncomfortable and challenging. Giving up would be to discredit it or find reasons or excuses to no longer engage in it. Surrendering doesn't necessarily do that. Surrendering me, surrendering allowed me to continue to practice yoga, stop fighting it in certain areas, and now gain strength. And when I work with people who... I put in this, they're fighting it, and they're in this mode of, you know, they're almost like on the side of addiction, and anything I tell them or talk to them about seems like it's hitting a wall, and it's not working, and it almost feels like I'm trying to convince them more of why they even came to see me in the first place. When those moments where their guards let down, and they realize the denial they've had or the justifying or the rationalizing when they start to notice those things and start to lower those because those are those like their weapons or their defensiveness towards it it's a it's a really great moment to see you know right then it's almost like okay let's go i you can do this now we can do this we can work together i'm ready for you now to fight the fight that is going to help you put out the damage, destruction, and chaos caused by your active using. Now I see you're ready to start fighting for that recovery that's going to put that fires, all those fires out that have caused pain and destruction, hurting people, hurting yourself. Because I can't do it for them. I can't fight for them. In some as- aspects, I'll fight alongside them. And I'll do what I can to help them. But I can't do that if they're not willing to do it. That's why I need them to fight. I need someone who is going to give it their all to now try new thinking. To do new activities. 
to acknowledge their actions and behaviors, to take accountability, to open up. When they start doing those things, they got to fight for that stuff. That just doesn't happen automatically. But sometimes all the other fighting won't allow that to happen. You can't be open to new thinking if you're fighting to hold on to the addictive thinking. You can't be open to fight for new friends or new support peers if you're fighting to keep drug dealers' phone numbers (laughs) or to keep using peers' numbers and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't work that way. So how do we apply the concept of surrendering to help us and not see it as hurting us or giving up? So here are my tips. Number one, ask yourself, based on what I'm doing and what I'm fighting for, do I see myself on the side of continued using an addiction or on the side of trying to make recovery possible? Take a real honest inventory of where you see yourself fighting. If we were to turn this into a superhero movie and we got the Avengers on one side representing recovery and we got Thanos on the side representing addiction, by what you're doing, what side does it seem like you're on? Take a real close look at where your feet are planted right now. Number two. Imagine all the fighting you put into something and what the end results have been. Where did that really get you? Where did that what did that really do for you? Now I want you to imagine all that effort into fighting for something that could lead you to what you want to do. Imagine all the effort you put in to avoiding going to group counseling, for example, or going to like a support meeting. All the, the, the lies are justifying, avoiding, um, discrediting. Imagine all that effort you did to do that. And I want you to imagine putting that effort into what that would look like going to a group or engaging in some kind of service or doing something that I mean, imagine all the a, a good example is imagine all the effort it takes into creating lies and all that effort into spinning webs and keeping track of all that. I mean, imagine if you just put all that effort into developing new thinking, into developing thinking that could help you problem solve or overcome issues or cravings or triggers. So all that effort you put in. Where does that eventually lead you? And what could that do if you were able to put it to an area that could really be beneficial for you to fight for? Number three, ask yourself, what do I have to give up fighting for in order to overcome my active addiction? What do I need to start fighting for in order to make recovery possible? 
What do I have to give up fighting for? What do I need to start fighting for? Number four. Look for ways that surrendering can provide healing and strength. Like what I found in massage therapy and yoga, how can surrendering to certain fights provide me with growth opportunities? Where can it provide me with healing? Where can it provide me with gaining something? If we continue to look at surrendering as a loss, as giving up, as defeating, as weakness, there's always going to be a struggle to give up those fights, even if those fights are causing us pain and hurt and making things worse. The more we continue to look at it that way, we're going to have a very hard time surrendering. So this works on changing that narrative to how is it that surrendering can actually give me healing and strength and better myself where if I lay down my defensiveness yes does it make me vulnerable absolutely but it can also help me gain in strength number five as much as fighting is important and necessary and like I said, I need people to really give it as much as they can to make recovery possible. Fighting is also not the only way out of this. There are a lot of times where fighting is not what we need to do. And there are other tools that we need to utilize. Fighting on the right side is not the only solution or resource for recovery. There are a lot of other ways we need to manage our recovery and deal with addiction that does not require just constant fighting. It's important to explore those alternatives, especially when fighting poses a risk or potential to fall back into old patterns and behaviors because it can do that. So that's why we need to look at things like looking at being smart and not just rely on strength. So what else can I do for my recovery outside of believing that I just have to fight and fight and fight because there's other ways that can help us get to that point as well. Surrendering isn't necessarily asking you to stop fighting entirely and give up, but it does put you in a position and take a step back Evaluate where you are and what you've been doing. Take a look at where your feet are, where are they planted, and decide which side you want to square up and now fight for. Recovery cannot be accomplished by giving up. It can when you give up certain fights, but it does not mean giving up on fighting entirely learn that through surrendering is an opportunity to heal and also a way for us to grow in strength thanks for listening hope you learned something